Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. How's everybody doing today? This fine day that the Lord has created and given unto us. Did you thank the Lord for giving your life today? Did you thank him for loaning you your breath today? You know, that breath that you're breathing is not yours. It's God's it's on loan. That's why when you die and that breath leaves, you cannot be resuscitated. It's not yours, <laughs> right? They can't give it to you. Nobody can give you that breath. Only the Lord. So that breath is on loan. Did you thank him today? Did you wake up today just full of joy and gladness and just so happy to be in the Lord today? If you didn't, I want to encourage you. Please do. He's a wonderful God. Did you tell God that how wonderful he is today? Did you tell him how much you love him today? How much you appreciate him being in your life today? You're in a relationship with the most high God. God wants to hear those things. He wants to hear those things from his children. Now, on that note, we're going to go ahead and pray and get started. Holy, holy, holy father. Thank you so much for giving us life today and life more abundantly through Christ Jesus, your son. Father, thank you for the breath, the gift of life that you've given us, God, while we are here on this planet, God. God, you've given us a gift. You've given us life, God. And with that life, God, you've given us purpose, Father. Father, I do pray that you would please speak to your people, God. Let them know what their purpose is. There is nobody on this planet that is here that does not have a purpose to be here, does not have a purpose. Father, you're so faithful. We love you so much, God. I pray for my brothers and sisters that are listening all around the world. I pray for them, God, that you would keep them, God. Keep them, God, in this wicked generation, in this dark and perverted generation, God. Keep your people, God, from being consumed by the evil and the wickedness, God, that is all around us on this planet right now, God. And help us to shine, God, like bright stars in the darkness, God, attracting and pointing people to your son, Jesus, and the free gift of salvation, Father, that you have given unto all men. Lastly, I pray, God, that you would give me the words to speak this message, God, that you would use me and speak through me, Father, to bless your people. Father, I ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus, whom we love and adore. Amen. And amen. Hoo-wee. All right, let's get it. It's early in the morning here at 615 in Honolulu. However, I woke up and I just had this, uh, you know, this, uh, this, uh, got to get to Lord. I got to get to the Lord. Just whether I'm singing, I was singing and praying to him and just talking to him. It's like, ah. I just love you. I just love you. I just need you. I just need you, right? And again, we're not necessarily coming to ask God. There's times when we do come and ask God for things, but we're in a relationship with him, right? We need to come and worship, worship and adore him, right? We need to worship him. We need to adore him. Lavish love on the Lord. Tell him how much you love him. Just like if you was in a relationship with somebody, a man and a woman, Okay, <laughs> right? You're in a relationship. You 
if you, you're not doing this, you probably should be doing this. You should be doing this. But tell them how much you love them. Tell them how much you need them. Tell them how wonderful, how wonderful they are to you, how much they mean to you. That's what God wants. He wants that. It's not enough for you to just be like, oh, I know God did this and I know God did that. Tell him how wonderful and amazing he is. He wants to hear that. And it will change your relationship. So anyway, that's that's what I woke up on this morning. And uh, after I got done all of that worship, then the message came. Oh, okay. It's a message. I, I know it's a podcast. So the title of this message is be bold as a lion. Be bold as a lion. Okay. We're charged with that. And there are some scriptures that we're going to read today. The first of which is coming from Ezekiel. So it's Ezekiel 40, Ezekiel 40, verse 4. Okay. And the word of the Lord says, And the man said to me, son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart upon all that I shall show you. For you are brought here in order that I might show it to you. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. I'll read it again. Ezekiel 40 verse four. And the man said to me, son of man. Look with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart upon all that I shall show you. For you were brought here in order that I might show it to you. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. Now, there's a scripture that I learned when I was going to vacation Bible school when I was a kid. It's one of the first scriptures that I ever learned. And it's Psalm 34, eight. We used to ride on this bus. It was called a joy bus. It was a school bus and it was painted with all these bright colors. Um, kind of like the Partridge family bus. If you ever saw that TV show back in the day, the Partridge family, but it was called the joy bus. And it would drive through all of these cities and pick up kids to go to vacation Bible school. You know, we sing, if you've never been to Vacation Bible School or VBS, you know, it's where kids are going when they get out of school in the summer and they're going during vacation and you go and study the Bible, <laughs> right? It's it's like a Bible, it's Bible school, Vacation Bible School. But anyway, the scripture I always remember that they used to say so much was Psalm 34, 8. And these people were from Georgia which is a southern uh, state in America for you, those of you that are listening in another country, a lot of y'all are, but so Georgians have a very deep southern accent. My wife is from Florida. She has a southern accent. She always says, I'm horrible with southern accents, but I'm gonna go ahead and try it anyway. So Psalm 34, eight, there was, the scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusted in him. They were from Georgia, so they would say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusts in him. I know my wife is probably cringing that I just did that. But anyway, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusted in him. Oh, taste and see. Right. So here we see a, a correlation the Lord in Ezekiel 40, verse 4, 
He's he's telling you like, look, you are here in this world for a purpose. God has brought you here during this season on earth that you might, right? That he might show it to you. He might show his goodness to you. And you can think about all the different ways that God has been good to you. All the different ways that God, and by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that he has been good to you, that he has intervened on your life, that he has directly saved you. I was talking with a young brother yesterday who was telling me like, there's been so many ways that God has intervened on his life, things he can't explain. Things that, you know, he he walked away from accidents or things that worked out in his favor and it shouldn't have. He couldn't explain it. And I'm like, look, that's God. That was God. You know, he was looking out for you. He was doing these things. You know, we're called to be a witness. Every Christian. Now, some some of y'all may say, hey, brother Mike, you know, you're an evangelist. I was not called to be an evangelist. You know, I, I don't have that gift. You may not have that gift. However, you are called to be a witness. But what does that mean? Be a witness. It means that that you're supposed to tell people what you have seen God do and tell people who God is. You know, in the Bible, when these people saw Jesus, they talked openly and told other people about him. Right. He, he told me all the things I ever did. Who is this man? Could he be the Messiah? They were talking amongst themselves. They were proclaiming, right? They were proclaiming what they saw. They were declaring what they saw to the house of Israel, so to speak, because it wasn't just Israel, but they were declaring it. And that's what the Lord has called me and you to do. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel, to your sphere of influence. Declare all that you see to the people around you that they might know that God is truly good. Declare these things. This is what you're here for. Now, part of your purpose may be to build a business. Part of your purpose may be to, you know, I don't know, right? You know, build this thing or do this or do that. But ultimately, in a very broad sense, your purpose here is is to testify about the Lord's goodness. Right? And again, the scripture says, Ezekiel 44, Ezekiel 40, verse 4, and the man said to me, son of man, Look with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart upon all that I shall show you. This is your life, your memory, your internal record of the things that you have seen with your own eyes. Things you heard with your own ears. See, when you see things, the, 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 the woman at the well that talked to Jesus who many people say was the first evangelist, recorded evangelist, because after Jesus talked to her and told her all the things about her life, what did she do? She left, she literally left her, her, her buckets at the well and went and told everybody, oh, oh, 
I met this man at the well. He told me everything I've ever done in my life. Could he be the Messiah? And eventually, the people came. She brought them to Jesus, I believe. And, and they believed, they said, after meeting Jesus, we believed at first because she told us about you. But now we believe because what? We have seen with our own eyes. We saw you. We saw the things that you did. We heard the things that you said. Guess what? We can't unsee it now. We can't unhear it now. I don't need you to convince me of nothing. Why? Because the Lord has shown me. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. You've seen it. Look at your life. Oh, taste. Look at your life. Think about the many things that the Lord has done and how he's blessed you. Oh, taste and what? And see. The Lord did that. The Lord did that. The Lord did that. You're supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to testify. You're supposed to declare all that you see to the house of Israel. Declare all that you've seen. To the people around you, this is a very dark generation. I often said, if you could see in the spirit on this world, it's very dark. Like in the movies, it's a very dark place. <laughs> That's why it's easy for the demons to see that you're a child of God or not. Because if you imagine this whole world, it's like at night. And, and you're walking around with this bright light on the inside of you. Of course, they know you're God's kid. You're, you're just, we're just lights walking around in this world and it's his light. I mean, it's not some weird metaphysical thing, but I'm just saying, share what you know about Jesus with the lost. Hey, guess what? You're already saved, but you're not saved. I'm not saved just so I can go to heaven. It's like, Hey, thanks. I'm saved now. I'm good. What about the other people? Think about this. If there was, if you were in a building and it was on fire and you ran out and your life was spared, but you knew, let's say you, you, you saw a woman and her children and, and they were scared and they were trapped. Would you just be like, whoo, I'm glad I got out. I'm good. Or would you go back and get them? Would you, you would you try and get them out to safety? Would you try or would you just be like, nah, some people would be too scared to go back in. That's this is real talk. Think about 9-11, right? When the Twin Towers fell, you know, the firefighters, many of them lost their lives. They're going into a building that is crumbling already. It's 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 burning. It's crumbling. And they're going in there to save lives. And you might say, well, I ain't no firefighter. That's their job. They have courage for that. And you're right. Many people would not go back, back in that building. Why? Because they're afraid. They'd be afraid to go in there and try and help some people out. Why? Because they might get hurt. So many of you, sometimes many Christians, they don't want to say anything, especially not in this wicked generation. They don't want to say anything that's going to offend somebody. They don't want to say anything about the wickedness of homosexuality and all of these other evil things that are going on. Why? Because it's not popular. Why? Because somebody might try and vilify you. Oh, heaven forbid that someone would try and vilify a child of God. 
We're no better than our master. The servant is not greater than the master. If they did it to our master, they're going to do it to us. Jesus already told you that. Yo, get ready. Get ready. The persecution is here and it's about to ramp up. But get ready. Don't don't hide. Don't be afraid. Right. God has called you to testify. Now, let's talk about this in Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. Hold on. Hold on. The scripture says, and for me, this is Paul. He was talking. And for me, he's asking he's asking them for prayer. Right. And what is he asking them for as part of his prayer? And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds or in chains that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. To some extent, every Christian is an evangelist because we are called to go into the world and tell the good news about Jesus Christ. Tell the good news about Jesus Christ. Everybody in this world is hurting. In some way, everybody is hurting. Everybody is broken in some way. Everybody has a need for the Lord. I don't care how they gloss it up, how they floss it up, how they try and act on social media. Man, when they get in that quiet place all alone with their thoughts, they're aware of the hurt. They need a savior. And even if somebody says, I don't, don't want to hear about God, I don't want to hear about God. Guess what? What are you really doing? You're not trying to have some theological debate with these people. All you're doing is sharing the goodness of the Lord. Man, I was going through this thing here. And let me tell you what God did. God did such and such. And God always does things in a way. So it's like, you know what? It's not like you could have just done that on your own. Now, I mean, yeah, there's sometimes God will bless you and it's like, it looks like you could have done that. But many, 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 many times. God will bring you out of a situation and it's like, I, I don't know how that happened. I, I couldn't have done that. When you look back and you connect the dots, it's so clear, so obvious. It's like, wow, I can see the hand of God orchestrating things in my life. Now, look at this. Now, this is the beauty of hindsight. God is telling you to, to, to declare what you've seen and what you heard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, oftentimes while we're going through things, we may not understand it's the hand of God doing this or that. Sometimes you just don't know. But when you come out of it afterwards, oh, taste and see, reflect on what God has done. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Look at what he did. Look at your life. Look at how it was orchestrated. Look at how things came together. And worked out in your favor. And sometimes sometimes things look like they're bad things and they feel painful. But then after the fact, you can look and be like, oh, wow. 
I thought that was a bad thing, but actually now I can see I needed to go through this. I needed for that thing that I thought was bad at the time to happen because I wouldn't have had this or I wouldn't have met this particular person. I wouldn't be in this particular position right now. Look at Joseph. All of the quote unquote bad things that happened to Joseph, but it was allowed. God allowed it so that he could be in the right spot. And then what did Joseph do? Joseph testified when he was there at Pharaoh. He was there in Egypt and his brothers were before him. Now, you know, Joseph is in power. Now his brothers who thought he was dead. Now, you know, he, he, he tells them like, it's me. It's Joseph. It's your brother. They're terrified because they know they, they did evil. They tried to do evil to him. They tried to kill him. They, they threw him down in this, in this, you know, this big hole, like this well, right? And what did he say? Hey, you know, you meant it for evil, but, but God meant it for good. That, that people's lives might be saved. He was testifying of what he saw, of what he heard. He went through things and then he saw. It was the hand of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Wow. He is good. Look at what he did in my life. God did that. God did that. And, and that's what we're called to do. It's not that God wants you to have a theological discussion or debate. The Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. The world thinks God is some angry, some angry dude up in the sky with a hammer and he's whacking people. You know, it's like he, he's an angry God. He's an angry God. It's like, wait a minute. You're giving God a bad rap. That's not God at all. That's not God at all. The goodness of God leads men to repent. Not his anger, not his wrath, which he's been holding back and is still holding back. It's God's goodness. If you start thinking about, meditate on the word of God, meditate on God's goodness. And I always say meditation is not, oh, oh, not that type of meditation. Think about what God has done. Think about the ways he's, how he's intervened in your life. Think about his scriptures, what he promised you. And then you can look over your life and be like, wow, yeah, actually, that's exactly what God did. God did exactly what he said he would do. See, is that. And when you start thinking about that, his goodness to you, you know the effect it will have on you. It makes you want to be better. It makes you want to not sin. It's not because he was so angry. It's not because he was so powerful. It's his loving kindness. This is goodness. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. So when you declare with your mouth the things that you have heard, the things that you have seen about how good your God, Jesus, has been to you, guess what? It draws people to God. The scripture says, if I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. Well, how is Jesus lifted up if you're not opening up your mouth and telling him about how good he's been to you because you're afraid somebody's going to call you a hater. Someone's going to call you a, 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 a homophobic. Somebody's going to call you, you know, some religious, some holy roller. You can't be afraid. And if you are afraid, then pray like Paul prayed. Lord, make me bold, God. 
Give me the words to speak that I may speak as I should. Don't be afraid. And if you are afraid, go to God and tell him, Lord, I feel afraid. Father, I feel afraid. Lord, help me. You know, Moses told God, I'm not good at speaking. You know, I'm not good at speaking. I stutter. God said, who made the mouth? But he still helped them out. We are called to give witness. We're called to give witness and not be afraid of men. There was a particular point when the disciples were out preaching and, you know, the Pharisees told them, hey, we're going to let you go this time. But don't be out there preaching in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but that's basically the gist of that's basically the gist of what they said. And what did they do? They went out immediately. They being Peter and the disciples, they immediately went out and started preaching in the name of Jesus, even though the authority said, hey, don't do this. We'll lock you up and put you in jail. We'll beat you. Do not speak in the name of Jesus. It wasn't some generalized statement. It was point blank. Do not do this. Do not talk about this. This man, Jesus. And what did they do? They did it anyway. (laughs) Crowds came around. And then eventually what happened? The word got to the authorities. They said, hey, bring these guys back to us. Bring them back here. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter five, verses 27 through 29. And it says, and when they had brought them, basically when the authorities brought them back, they set them before the council, before the Pharisees. And the high priest asked them saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? In other words, didn't we, yo, didn't we tell you point blank, don't, don't teach in the name of Jesus? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and attend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. In other words, I heard your threats. I know you said you was going to beat us. I know you said you would throw us back in jail. I know you told us, do not talk about Jesus, how good he's been to you. Don't do it. But guess what? Should we fear you or should we fear God? Hey, we're Christians. We say we're Christians. Do we fear men? Oh, you're a homophobic person. Oh, you Christians are haters. Oh, this, oh, that. Are you fearing men or are you fearing God? God, I know you told me to testify and tell people about your goodness. I feel afraid. God, help me to be bold. Give me the words to speak as I what? Should, as I should. Why should you speak like that? Because he told you to go out. He told you to do it. That's your job as a Christian. It's not your job just to live a good life. I'm saved now. I'm going to live a good life. Who are you telling? Now, you don't have to be like me. I am an evangelist. This is my primary gifting. I'll stand on the street corner. I'll preach. I'll tell. I have to do it. It's it's my passion. God built me like that. Maybe he didn't give you that gift. Maybe he didn't build you like that. But even still, 
You're called to tell people. We're coming to a close. You are called to tell people about the goodness of God. You're called to tell about everything that you saw God do. You're called to tell people everything that you heard that God did. You're called to tell them. That's why you're here right now for such a time as this. You are on this planet for such a time as this. Tell people they're hurting. You might think, oh, they're going to get mad at me that they might get mad at you. I've had people that got mad at me. I don't want to hear about God. I don't want you always talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, but guess what? When they got in trouble, when their family was going through, you know what they did? They came and sought me out privately many times, just like uh, just like Nicodemus did with Jesus. Right. He he sought him out privately. The people will come to you. Why? Because they know. Oh, you're the real deal. I've had people tell me that you're the real deal. I didn't want to believe. <laughs> I didn't want to believe in God. I didn't want to hear that mess. Why? Because so many times people are not genuine. They're not serving God. They say they are. But when the heat comes, these people fold. They cave in to the pressure. They compromise. And then those people that have been secretly watching you, secretly hoping that what you say you believe, you really believe because they want to believe and they're watching you. And when you stand firm, when times get hard, when you don't punk out, when you don't cave in, when you don't compromise to your flesh, you go, I can't take credit. I just went to God and asked him to help me. Lord, help me stand during these times. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Didn't mean I didn't sin, but I was calling on him the whole time. Call on him. He's with you. He'll help you. People are watching you. People need to know what you know. Doesn't matter if you didn't go to seminary. You know the Lord. You know about his goodness. You have the solution that they need, even if they say they don't want to hear it. Okay. You keep living your life. You keep walking in joy. And when they go through stuff, don't you think the Holy Spirit is going to remind them like, oh, you know, remember, remember Bobby, right? Remember Angela, you know, oh, she's always so kind. Oh, you know, he's always so patient and this and that. I remember and they'll start thinking, oh, I remember when it was going through this and that. And why wow, they just handled it so well, you know, oh, maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe, maybe this God thing really is real. See, now they're questioning their doubt. Maybe it really is real. Maybe God really is real. You know, I'm going to go talk to them. And then what are you doing? You're just going to share with them what God has done for you. It's that simple. That's it. The Holy Ghost will take care of all the rest. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to empower you. Coming to a close. He's going to give you the words that you need. And on the other side of the fence, Guess what? He's working on those people. He's working on their hearts because Jesus died for every human. They're in a burning building, right? We're going in to get them. We're going in. We're not even going in to get them. We're going in to tell them about God. Holy Spirit is going to get them. He's going to be the one that carries them out. We're basically walking in the building and saying, hey, there's the firefighter right there. 
This guy's going to carry you out of the building. Right there. Yep, that's him right there. He's going to carry you out. He's The Holy Ghost is doing all the heavy lifting. All we have to do is submit. Submit. <laughs> right? And do our jobs. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, in summary, God has you here at this particular time on this particular planet to do God's will. And that's simply to testify about God. That's it. Just simply tell people what you've seen in your life, how good God has been. And you'll see the opportunities. The Holy Spirit will help you when you're having a discussion with people. He'll lead you to say it. You'll get that prompting on the inside of your heart. Go ahead and tell them about this. Don't overthink it. <laughs> it comes up. Share it. That's it. You planted the seed. Boink. You planted the seed. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, well, you know, seed's been planted. Have a good day. The Lord bless you. Go on about your day. Live your life with Christ. Be bold as a lion. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, always remember, <laughs> submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.